Hey good people, this is your N.I. Dom, back with another reflection. And this is a personal journal for contemplative people looking to think, grow, and have impact in the world. So hey, I am starting with functions and triggers. Functions and triggers. Got a lot of, lot of breakthroughs happening in my head around cognitive functions. Um... And I, naturally, it's relating to my cognitive functions as an INTJ, which would mean N-I-T-E-F-I-S-E. But I am also um, working with two ESFJs closely with them and seeing in a very up-close and personal way how those, their functions, um, which would be F-E-S-I-N-E and T.I. Seeing how they play out. So I've just been thinking a lot about um, cognitive functions and um, having some breakthroughs about how those functions um, are showing up. Just learning some more about them, really. And then I listened to some YouTube content about a week ago from the husband and wife team I referenced. um, Leaders in the typology community. And they did an episode, I think, maybe two, I don't know, about triggers being triggered. And um, it was a little bit uh, an adjustment to how I look at triggering. Like, uh, I don't think that they were using the notion of being triggered or triggering the way I have become accustomed to. However, I still thought it was good content. Um Enough for me to go and listen to it twice. Um, but I was multitasking both side, both times. But definitely there was a lot in there. So um, I'm putting these two together because um, I, I want to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Also because I don't have a lot of, uh, you know, maybe if I was doing 50 episodes a season, I would take one episode and strictly talk about these cognitive functions um, the breakthroughs I'm having. And then I do another episode on triggering. Uh, but because I'm, I've cut my production in half to 25, I'm going to try to start off. I'm going to try to uh, tackle both of them. And I'm curious to see if somehow they merge together. And if they don't, they just don't. But we are starting off with cogn- um, excuse me, functions and triggers. That's how I'm going to frame my starting point. If you're new to this project, this is a personal journal where I'm processing my inner and my outer world. I do so by using personality theory, and the two that I use the most are the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram, pushing those two systems together. I identify as an INTJ8. I also identify as an African-American woman from a lower socioeconomic background and from intergenerational trauma. I'm a trained and practicing social scientist and educator of about 30 years. Half of that time has been in leadership. Politically, I lean into tenets of critical race feminism, which means, in short for me, um, that I have a, um, an intellectual sensitivity around social constructs such as race, class, gender, sexuality, just to name a few because there are many, many more, such as crime, beauty. Um, those are all constructs, social constructs. So anyway, this project is unedited and it is unscripted. To learn more about it or me, feel free to go to my website at yournidom.wordpress.com. 
boom under five minutes y'all what what <laughs> although i do want to give you a little some housekeeping that's why if you notice when i right when i started doing the disclaimers um there, i paused a little bit that's because i was like oh shoot i forgot to give house um some housekeeping and all i want to do is tell you i'm sitting outside and in one of my i think i would say this is one of my second favorite places in the world maybe definitely in the top five um i'm sitting in my, my sister's backyard in the south i have traveled and so I'm in, I've done a few episodes when I travel, I sit back here and I do some episodes. Um, so I've done about four or five episodes from, um, the South, if you will. So this isn't new, but I just wanted to tell you, I'm sitting outside and just looking at the sky and the landscape, which is different from the Midwest. And so, um, it just gives me a little happiness if you can hear it in my, um, I want to say tonality, even the cadence and how I'm talking, um, so that it just gives me good fi- gives me good feelings. Anyway, so I just wanted to let you know that. So starting off talking about functions and triggers, let me let me start off talking about functions, and I hope that I can still talk about the triggers from the episode. But let me let me start off by talking about fun- cognitive functions. So the one breakthrough that I'm having. Um, Oh goodness, I'm having a couple. Let me start off. Let me let me do a different one. Let me start off focus on a different breakthrough. So I don't know if I told you all. I um I know I told you I had a new job and you're like, Yeah, yeah, we told you told us. You tell us every time now. <laughs> like every time I get on this recording, like I tell you I had a new job and it's just so great and all you know, anyway. And so there are some um hiccups. There are some shadows to the job as you can tell by that FI maturity episode. And, um, I'm working it out though. Um, but there are some definite shadows to the job. And so, but the sum total, the, the net total would be, it's really good. But anyway, I'm not going to go down that. I've kind of shared that with you already, but one of the things that I did, um, within the first month, cause we're about, um, this is week 11. So next week, no, it's no, is this week 10 or 11? I think this is week 11. I don't know. I'm confused. It can't be week. Anyway, I feel confused. Hold on a second. I think it might end up being a 13 week for the 90, for the three months. But anyway, but in the first month, I started doing um, trainings for my code uh, for the leadership team. So it's uh, the leadership team. There are three directors. And um, um, there are three directors. And so the way they function. So I'm sorry, you guys. I just got a little distracted in my head. Let me let me focus. Don't don't. Don't hit the stop button, y'all. Just give me a give me a minute to push through this. <laughs> so before I, my arrival in August, um, well, the person whose position I replaced resigned in February, and before that resignation, there were three directors, and they were functioning how they were functioning. Um, but when I was hired, the lead director said she wanted to do some stronger forming that instead of us being like 
three directors and we cross paths when we cross paths, but really coming together and forming as a, like a leadership department as a unit. And so she said that she wanted us to do some forming together. And, um, and early on, I mentioned Myers-Briggs. I mentioned Myers-Briggs as a way of understanding our strengths and understanding what we needed from one another. And I don't really remember how I sold the idea, but both of them became very interested in what um, the Myers-Briggs would do for them individually and for us as a team. Now, so they asked me to do a training, uh, a, a training. And so I said, I can do what's called a poor man's version. I have a poor man's uh, training uh, that I've put together about five years ago. I've been doing it. But I told her, I told her, I said, I really want to get formally trained um, and certified. So if I'm going to do this at the corporate level, like I want to have some corporate backing. I don't want to do the poor man's version of this training. And so my lead director was like, yeah, but there's going to, it's going to be some time before we can get this approved. And we could really use this. This could really help us form as a new team. Well, you don't have to convince me. Like, so I'm like, okay. So I rolled out the poor man's version of this, of this training. And if you guys are interested and in, in you want me to do that with you, send me a message. Uh, I would want to do it with a group, but I don't often, um, I don't often, I, I don't, I rarely offer myself in, in terms of a service, but I have been thinking about doing it more um, as I mature in this project, this podcasting, second pro, my second podcast project. I have been thinking about how to mature in it. But anyway, so I've done three sessions and the fourth session um, is supposed to be Monday. Um... Yeah. Yeah. The fourth one is supposed to be Monday. And so, um, it's been fun. I mean, I really have enjoyed it. Um, and every time I, I, I roll this training out, I'm, I'm maturing it. I, um, see a better way to, to present it. And so anyway, I'm not going to get into the details of what I kind of want to, I kind of want to tell you. So, so far there have been, um, there are three sessions and Monday will be the fourth session. So part of me wants to roll that out to you. Like, I, let me tell you how I did it. Session one, we focused on this and then section two, session two, we focused on that. But, um, I'm not going to do that here. But if you, again, if you want me to roll it out for you and a team, let me know. I definitely will find a way to do it still as an anonymous person. <laughs> That'll be fun. But anyway, so I, I, I presented the Myers-Briggs and one thing I will share about that training that I did that I hadn't done in the earlier formats of that training is I used language general and aid. So I had found this article that talked about the dominant function being your general and then the auxiliary function being the aid to that general. And what I loved about this article, which isn't what I love about this article is that it talked about for IJs, I believe IJs, Yeah, this is for IJs, um, people who have judging as their last trait and introversion as their first trait of that four-letter code. But IJs sh- don't give their general to the world. For IJs, their aid goes out to the world, and their general is kind of behind the scenes. Whereas in um, all other types, 
you get their 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 dominance function is what you what they get. Am I saying that right? A part of me feels like I'm I might be off here. See, you guys, this is why I need to get formally trained. I feel like I'm off with something here. But if I if I figure out later that I was wrong, I will put a note in the disclaimer. Or I will definitely come back and do another episode and and correct it. But I know that IJs for sure, you don't get our, we don't give you our generals. When we're interacting with the world, the world doesn't get our our general first. It gets our aid. Um, That's the, that's the, that's the person that's second in command. And so I've, I incorporated that in the training. They got a chance to learn who their dominant function was. And excuse me, their, their general and their aid. And one of the uh, ESFJs, she re- she tested as an ENFJ. I think I may have told you this already because the other one was like, as she was learning about that um, SI versus NI, she was like, I don't know if you really are an ENFJ. I think you might be an ESFJ. And the more I've been watching her and I've been reading about ENFJs and studying just because of the work I'm doing with my team, I was like, I think you're right. I think she might really be an ESFJ. And then I found an article that said any, any e, <laughs> ENFJs who have, damn it, not ENFJs, ESFJs who have. vocabulary a framing for better understanding our internal landscape our internal world what is wrong with that right and so that's what's happened so they and we haven't really studied I don't really I feel like we haven't really studied a lot of it but because they're taking it on doing their own independent reading it's been amazing watching them bring in the language into our team meetings now just with the directors not with the entire organization just with the directors right so so about a month ago I that we were planning a meeting I think I told you I ran lead on a meeting um, where normally all three directors come forward and I took the lead the whole time. Um, and when I was contemplating taking lead, I really wrestled with that. Like, number one, I'm new. I'm the only black woman. I'm the only person of color. And so from an equity lens, um, equity, uh, justice activists and, um, equity minded people will say, why is she doing the heavy lifting? Why is she running lead? Um, for that meeting and and that's what happened <laughs> but so that was one of the things before I offered myself to the team to say hey I'm gonna run lead on this meeting I was thinking should I really do it but the reason why I took lead is because my NI was showing me things that the organization needed and my NI was showing me 
things that my co-directors really didn't have at that time to to do the to to get in front of the organization to run lead. And so I was I wrestled with it. And so finally I came forward and said, hey, you guys, this is what I'm struggling with. I think that it might be really important for me to to because the, the meeting was um, it's once a month and it's all day. And so I said, I'm really thinking I might it might be best for me to run lead the whole day. And I said, but I'm I'm really wrestling. With it. So I said, you know. The A part of me is saying, run it. And the B part of me is saying, no, 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 no. Just you, just be new, be new. Go through the onboarding process. Take your time. Learn the organization first. It was really a struggle because I think there were definite disadvantages to me not just coming into the organization, keeping my mouth closed, <laughs> and just learning, learning and taking it in. Coming in, running, there are some disadvantages to it. But the flip side of that, which is what I said, is I don't want to stand. I don't want to have to stand um, in support of an agenda that I really didn't believe was was really going to serve the organization as it needed to be served. And one thing I'm learning, because I got to do better at this, when there are meetings and then they have all all three directors are supposed to be present. I'm really not comfortable with that. I'm just and I'm getting more and more comfortable naming the discomfort of why I'm not comfortable being in the meeting in in a meeting that is directorship oriented and it doesn't make use of my my general my dominant function and I'm getting comfortable anyway anyway so I I said to them the A part of me really thinks I should run lead um and then the B part of me is like, no, I really, really shouldn't. And my my counterpart, not the lead director, but the the um, other assistant director said, um, "Is that the fourteen? Is the B part of you the fourteen? Your fourteen year old, your your fourteen year old cognitive function?" And I was like, "I think it is." You know, and so it was just really awesome for me to hear how. First, first of all, it was exciting for me to hear that. I mean, I've just been in an organization all, less than three months, and they're already using the language. And hold on. So I told you guys I was sitting outside. My dogs are with me, and there was a cat walking across the field, and I saw the cat, but they hadn't seen it until just a moment ago. So that they might start barking again, and I'm going to try to hit the hold button. But just bear with me. It's unedited and it's unscripted, y'all. So it was going back to my story. It was just really exciting to see um, uh, them. Most people who get introduced to Myers Briggs do not come in understanding those cognitive functions. They come in understanding the four letter code, at least for me. Because I remember being in some type Facebook groups and I'm like, what are they talking about? F I and N I and T E. What are they talking about? So I was really excited to see them, um, my counterpart go, is that your 14 year old? So number one, understanding cognitive function. Number two, understanding that cognitive stack to understand what the 14, you know, that tertiary function. And I, I think we call, I'm just going to say we, cause I'm, you listen to me. We're all part of this type community. I'm assuming that if you keep coming back to me, you have to have some kind of connection, um, to Myers Briggs. And so, um, I think we call that, 
I don't know if I got that from the husband and wife team. I think that tertiary function is called the 14 year old. I think. I'm not sure. Anyway. So she was, so I was excited about that. And then I was excited that I hadn't really processed why I was struggling with saying I should run, I should run lead on this meeting. Uh, I should not. Because the, my top two functions, my, um, my, my general, my aide, my dominant, my auxiliary was like, yes, that was the A part of me. We need to take over. We need to take over this team and set the agenda and to push and run it. <laughs> and then my, my tertiary was like, no, <laughs> this is not the right way to move about. So, um, so anyway, the top of my stack went out. The general and the ter- uh, aide took over. And I ran that meeting and it went well. It went really well. And it went well for a number of reasons. It went well. I think it was one, I think one of the most, why I did it so that the, well, I did it for a number of reasons. I'm not going to get into that. But um, one thing that I think happened would be the other two directors really saw me in my leadership and saw me in a way leading different from them. They saw me. I was in my element and not because I like training. I don't have, actually, I don't like training. So one of the participants of the training asked me, like, are you like, are, are you a trainer? You like it? I was like, no, I can't stand it. <laughs> I really can't. No. So, so the, we have our, because every month we do a meeting, we have our next meeting next week. And so what I've been doing is tr- uh, creating a structure. Uh, I'm setting the agenda for that meeting again even though it wasn't supposed to be that way, but I am. And I think that's because there's a certain way I'm showing up in this organization. So it just makes sense for me to do it. But I'm not, I'm setting the agenda, but I am not going to lead the meeting the whole day. Um, And so I'm actually thinking about not getting in front, doing any part of the meeting because I orchestrated it. I engineered it. I structured it, right? (laughs) Some of you might be like, oh, there's the INTJ in her. <laughs> uh, okay, so I don't know how INTJ-ness can come through these open reflections. You know, I look at other, um, I don't want to get it. I'm not going to go into a rabbit hole. But I, anyway, um, I definitely think the eight part of me flavors my INTJ-ness. And, and it separates me from other INTJs. Um, because most of them out there in the in the YouTube world are INTJ fives, most of them. Um, although that panel that I watched, remember I did several episodes, um, seven INTJ women, and they there were some ones. I don't think there was an eight. I don't think they had an INTJ eight on that panel, but I think they had an INTJ one, and I had some kinship with her as I was listening to that panel. Anyway, so anyway. Um, so that is the training that I'm doing with the, the, my co-directors and eventually my boss, the lead director, she wants me to do it for the whole organization. And I really, really just believe it would be better for me to be officially certified and trained to have their respect. Cause I'm the, the organization that I'm a part of, these are trainers, these are trainers and they provide training and technical support for school districts. They go into a school district and they help schools, districts 
the district leaders improve their school district. These are not lightweight people to get in front of. <laughs> so I just would rather have um, formal training uh, to back it up. But either way, I can do it, right? So that's just one thing I wanted to share with you guys about the cognitive function and that. Um, and I guess the second breakthrough I want to have uh, that I want to share with you about my cognitive functions or the breakthrough I'm having around cognitive functions. I feel like there are two, but I'm going to say a 2A and 2B is I'm learning about my general in a way I had not understood it. So I did a episode, um, I think it was two episodes ago, about identity or the sense of self. I don't think it was calibration. But in that episode, I'm talking about this is just who I am. I'm a perceiver. And as a perceiver, when I go into a new environment, the TE, knowing that the, per, the NI part of me is perceiving, we will, it will, they will drop down and pick up that my, my fifth function, extroverted intuition. And I'm in an, as a, in a new organization, and I talked about how over the past three years, because I've started a new job every year, school year over the past three years, so this is the fourth start. I've really... I'm just crossing my fingers that we're going to be good for a few years, but we don't know. I got to keep stick and move, right? I, I cannot, as an INTJ, I just cannot be somewhere where I'm not able to be my INTJ self. Um, so I just pray that this is a better fit for me. But anyway, um, as I have moved about over the past few years and, and starting in these spaces, I have become very, I've just been very aware of how the, my my fifth function is activated extroverted intuition and I, like I already said this before the first time it happened in um, my first school assignment when I went back to traditional employment in 2019 it really kind of freaked me out when I saw the extroverted intuition uh, activated in me because I was like what is that but right around December it she started settling and you didn't see me functioning. You didn't see that function so readily, so apparent in me. And then the next year I started a new job. I saw it again. I saw the same behavior. And just like the year before, I settled. But this time, I didn't ta- it didn't take me to December to settle. I started settling in like October, November. Same thing that would happen last year, right? I don't know if there was a real settling because... I had so many different jobs last year. They just deployed me however they wanted to deploy me. Um, so anyway, it's to the point now where I understand that extroverted intuition is something that will come up and I will use it as I, when I'm in a new space and to learn, you know. And so, um, hold on. Sorry about that. Um. I don't know where I left. I had, to, I had to put you guys on pause to go deal with one of my dogs. And now I'm like, where did I leave off? Um, but I think what I was trying to just talk about is just the utilization of that fifth function when I'm in a new space and then to see how it settles. And so I'm a perceiver is basically 
I don't know. I don't know why. It just feels really distinct and like loud and clear. I am a perceiver. <laughs> like, and I love the language of general. And I really love this idea of that, you know, the, the, I don't give the general to the world. That when I'm out interacting in the world, they get the TE, which is why it's particularly at work. I can look very ENTJ-ish, right? Because, you know, I think because I'm in my, I'm in an environment that's all about, because all this, it's all about me using my TE. Not that the job is built that way. It's just, just how I show up in the work. And then I've been doing this work for so long that there's this, there's this, um, not maturity. There is a comfort. Oh, a proficiency, that's the word. There's this proficiency that I have with the TE in my workspace. So whereas normally an INTJ, um, that perceiving function has to perceive first and then the TE will take action. Well, typically it doesn't, um, in terms of the the nature of the work, not the organization, but the nature of the work, I don't need to do a lot of perceiving. Because I already know it. I've, I've studied my my craft. I've practiced it. I've perfected it. Well, no, 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 no. I, I have not perfected it. But I have practiced, practiced it. So the TE can just show up faster than, faster than um, in a typical setting for an INTJ. So, um, but just this idea that the general is behind the scene. So I, that just, that has just felt really, I don't know. It feels good. Um, it feels clear. It uh, it almost feels like it almost feels new, like surprising. Like there's a oh, there's like a wonder to it. Like wow, I can't explain it. If you all are not really into the cognitive functions, would you would you get into it? Because it is clearly a thing. It is clearly, I can clearly see me perceiving. So, so that was one thing. The other thing, um, and this is just what I've been really coming to terms with. As a perceive, as a perceiving general, as a perceiving general, like that's my dominant, I don't turn that thing on and off. So, and I'm in a job that's allowing me to be an INTJ, right? So my dominant function is activated. So I, how do I explain it? So the job is remote. I don't know if I told you that I work from home. I don't work in a building. I'm not working with kids directly. I serve, I mean, my organization is about improving the educational experiences of children, but we're not working directly with children. So whereas I would have been a teacher or a principal, my NI would not have been able to, um, no, let's not, I don't want to talk about my NI. If I would have been in a school building, there would have been an activation of my body in a way, my SE, maybe, maybe, maybe my inferior function, but let's just say my body in a way that I wouldn't have been able to control. The schedule controls my body. The bells control my body. The hallways, how I move about in the building, those are all controlled. Well, I don't have any of those controls right now. There are no hallways. 
There are no bells. There are no classrooms. <laughs> so it's all conceptual. It is really a conceptual job. Yes, there is a there is a computer monitor so that we get on the screen and we talk to each other. There are meetings. There's a Google calendar and there are meetings. And so it, but it's for the most part, I'm just sitting there. <laughs> I'm just sitting there. Sometimes they're like, is your camera, did your camera freeze? And the reason why they're saying that because I'm so in a zone, it looks like I'm like in a trance, right? <laughs> it's like, no, my camera didn't freeze. I'm just, I'm somewhere in my head really into this, the concept. So anyway, I, um, 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 so if I'm working nine to five and that's not my schedule, but, but I do have, I do, there are, um, there is a professional expectation for me to be available, whether for the camera or by phone, from a time period. So we're going to say nine to five, right? My, so if I don't have a meeting, if I don't have a meeting, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm really struggling trying to. There's some. There's something I'm trying to convey to you, and I'm I'm struggling with finding a way to to say it. Okay, let me try it differently. I have to be available from nine to five. Okay, fine. I get up in the morning. I go to bed at night. I get up in the morning. It's four o'clock in the morning, right? You guys know I get up. I get up earlier than that, and all of a sudden I have this massive download about the job. I have clarity. This person needs to do this. We need to create a system for that. I got it. All of a sudden, I have this burst of clarity that I don't have during the nine to five t- time slot. It doesn't work that way. My my general doesn't work that way. So what do I gonna, what am I going to do? I wake up with these downloads, right? And I'm I'm telling you, um, you guys, if you've been following me, you know I'll wake up and I'll do a list, a download. I wake uh, I wake up from my sleep, and all of a sudden I have all this clarity, and I'll just make a list. And I'll go about, you know, brushing my teeth, making my coffee, making my breakfast. And as a, another thought pops, I go to my list. I'll keep the notebook open with a pen and I'll just add to the list. And that downloading can happen for about two hours. Okay, fine. Well, my downloads lately are work-related. Well, and they probably have always been work-related. But in the last few years, I've had jobs that were really... Outside of the organization, the actual nature of the work wasn't new. So it wasn't really having a lot of breakthroughs in that area. But I had some. So I wake up in this morning, wake up in the morning with this download of the stuff that I'm going to use for work. Like these breakthroughs that are necessary and helpful for work. I have to write it down. Otherwise, I'll lose it. I don't know if you guys have that. Now, it'll come back up at some point. But I have to write it down. Now, does that time count? Should that time count? That whole downloading, forget the conceptualizing it. Forget the work that that was happening while I was asleep. The, The clarity and the perceiving that I was doing and uh, clarity, organizing and perceiving I was doing while I was asleep. We're just going to talk about the downloading process of recording those thoughts when I wake up and how they be crystal clear 
should that be counted as my work hours? I think so, to a certain extent. Even though I respect that I still need to be available by for camera and by phone from 9 to 5, that work that I was that when I downloaded, that was work. So that's something that I've been really trying to, really just trying to make sense of with my perceiving function. I don't know. Just trying to make sense of it. Trying to like settle into a routine with the job. Like this is this thing that's happening. What do I do with it? And why shouldn't it be counted as work? So I think I have it worked out. Um, it, what it does is just, I, I treat it kind of like calm time. Not all of, I do, not all of it. But if, if I download two hours, those two hours or at least an hour that I want to be able to deduct during my day, it doesn't even work that way. I don't shut my brain off. I can't shut it off. But that's just something that I've been really thinking about. Um, would have, you can't, I think the, the short end of it is that you cannot regulate or control that perceiving function by a clock, by a hallway, by a bell, you know, and you can control the body, but you can't control the um, perceiving function. And so I, and the me, and, and this, this is what I'm going to say. And I, I want to move on to something else. The last thing I want to say about just me being a perceiver um, what I told my, my boss earlier today, I said, you know, I'm on vacation. Actually, I took some days off because I'm out of town visiting my sister and my nieces. And we have this big meeting coming up on Wednesday. And we could we could wait. We could wait on Monday and Tuesday, but I didn't want to put that meeting together at the last minute. I just didn't. I don't want it because I don't want to get in front of the staff with something that's less than what my N.I.T.E. wants. Right. Just, I don't, my, no, no. <laughs> so my, in my, my general and my, um, my, uh, eight, I really want to work ahead. So, well, it's already working ahead. So I asked them if I asked my boss, can I come off a of vacation? So two thirty tomorrow, I'm kind of come off vacation and have a meeting with my team, with the, with the other directors. Okay. So she approved that. Well, guess what's happening? My mind, my mind is prepping for that meeting, which is supposed to be a setup for the major meeting on Wednesday, right? I have a major, we have a major meeting where all the directors are supposed to get in front of the staff. Next week, Wednesday, the directors are getting together tomorrow. And do you think my brain is just like, okay, we're going to activate, we're going to activate your general at 2.30 when the meeting starts. That's not how it works. When I woke up this morning, I had some distinct clarity. What am I going to do? I could have taken that. I could have taken that. I could have written it down. And then I could have, I could have written it down. And then on Friday, tomorrow, when we have the meeting, I could have given it to them. I could have. But I was like, ooh, if they have time to process this now, think how more rich the conversation will be having had time to process what my brain just produced. <laughs> so instead of just downloading on a piece of paper, I sent them an email. Consider this, consider this, consider this. And it was not a directive. They were considerations. What I didn't realize 
because I was waiting for them to come back and tell me what they thought about it. I didn't hear anything back all day. And then I found out at the end of the day, they had a meeting where they took those ideas and they ran with it. They liked it. So then I talked to my boss tonight and she was like, well, you know, we, you know, two things. It's weird. I'm working on vacation and I don't want them to think I'm a workaholic, although I do enjoy my work. I've always enjoyed my work, which is why I'm excited to have a job where I don't mind that it's the work that I'm enjoying, right? This is what makes it yummy. So I don't, I told her, I said, I don't think I'm always going to take my vacation time to do work, but right now in the the newness of it and we're I'm putting together some systems some structures for the organization once those structures are in place and I feel like the organization is properly positioned to be effective in of course my opinion <laughs> the way I see it I won't be I won't function like this I know I won't but for now that's what's happening and I said and then she said we also don't want you having to do all of this you shouldn't have to do this on your own and I said, that's true. You could say that. But let me tell you how it works for me. And now that you understand how the general works and my aid, I'm not sitting down on my vacation going, hmm, what structures can I put into place to strengthen the organization? What agenda can I come up with on for the meeting on Wednesday? How do I prep the other directors on Friday so that we can have a better meeting next Wednesday? I'm not doing that at all. I said it. I said it's just like this. I said, you know, at the end of the movie, you see credits rolling on the screen. I said that's what it is like for me. the 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 insight just rolls. Those those structures that I'm proposing, those systems that I'm proposing, they're just rolling in front of me. I can see it just as clearly. And she said, "Well, that's a pretty badass function you have." <laughs> She's like, "That's pretty badass." I was like, okay, I guess it is badass, but this is just something I've lived with, right? This isn't new. It's just exciting to have a job where not, they're not fighting it. And it's also exciting to have the language, the Myers-Briggs language to use to kind of help convey what's happening. So I just wanted to say I was having some more breakthroughs about being a perceiver and all of that. Um, I have one more breakthrough that I want to talk about before I go into the triggering. And I may not be able to talk about triggering because we're already, um, we're going to get close to an hour. And so I don't want to, so I don't know if I'll get to the triggering component. Because there's one more thing I want to share about cognitive functions. And that's this. Um, so yesterday when I woke up, based on some things that happened, and I, I if I open it up to you now... I will go down to several rabbit holes and I just don't, I want to pay attention to the clock. So you just have to trust me. There were some things that happened. And it's really, to be honest, it's more of me in my general, my, my, my dominant functions, my N-I-M-I-T-E. They're working together. That's just what they do. And I said, I do not want her feeling like she's the lead director. I do not want her to feel like I am pushing her. So I sent her a message yesterday and what I said, I I just, you know, I've been saying it to her all along. I don't want to step outside of my lane. I want to be respectful to you. Um, I don't want to push you. And, 
you know, some, one of the other directors said to me, you, you are, you are, you, she's, I think she said, you want to be the executive director. And I was like, that's not true. I I have really made peace with not. I see the advantages of not being the lead director right now. And I'm excited about being able to use my cognitive functions and not have the full burden of the executive director because I've done that twice. I don't want to write grants right now. I don't want to sit in some, um, 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 I don't mind the political meetings. That wouldn't bother me. I think the thing that I would, maybe I just assumed I never flushed this out, but I don't want to do grants because I don't mind budgeting and I don't mind the political me. I think what I don't want is I don't want the burden, the life of the organization falling squarely on squarely on my shoulders. And that's what happened two other times when I served as an executive director. The life of that organization depended on me. And I didn't sleep through the night. I never knew I wasn't fully sleeping until I stopped being the executive director. And I'm like, oh, sleep is different, right? So um, I don't want that. I don't want that role. And I have asked myself, like, because normally, honestly, I don't know if I don't know if this is the eight in me or the INTJ in me. I think it's probably both. But I'll look at a leader and I'll be like. There's a better way to do that. I could do that. I should just do it. <laughs> and I don't feel that way. But in a, if I'm honest, as I'm saying this out loud, I'm kind of doing it. But what I told my what I told my boss today, and I meant it, or was it yesterday? I said because she because I told her I said, well, so and so said, I am I I want to be the executive director, and I don't. She said you have. She said you have it on you. She said, that's who you are. It's very clear. She said, you would be a great lead director. I was like, oh, do you guys know how much I was beat up on last year? Do you know how you guys know, you know, I was, I was very transparent. It's all, it was all recorded. That just feels good. No, I don't know how she's going to feel in December, January. You know, we just go, that's, there's a part of me that's fearful. Honestly, there's a part of me that's very fearful, but just because of, what the last few years have been like for me. But I'm, I just told myself, we're just going to ride this as much as we can, you know. But anyway, I just told her, I said, I don't want to be the lead director, but I am appreciative of you not blocking that side of me. I am excited about bringing that executive lens that I have to the table and partnering with your executive lens, which is why we, she and I, we talk a lot. We'll get on a call and we'll just like bounce and we bounce, bounce back and forth because we have an executive lens. Now, the other director has a strong leadership uh, orientation, but as a principal, she's and, and, and she's starting to see the difference between principaling and like being the kind of the chief executive decision maker, which is crazy because she had uh, I believe she had a larger staff. Than the two other two, so we the the lead director and I we both were founders of a of small organizations, and the other director was a leader of a larger organization, but she wasn't the founder and she wasn't the executive decision maker. So I think we all come together and we complement each other. We really do. 
Y'all just keep y'all just keep me in prayer, please. Crush fingers, do smoke signals, light a candle, whatever. Just send you know positive energy my way. Uh, thank you kindly for that. But uh, I just told her so 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 I've been trying to like manage that. Like, how much of the executive side of me should I bring to the table? And it was just yesterday. She said, "Bring it. We need it." And so she just gave me permission to just show up in my executive self. It's, and, I, and I'm excited about it because I genuinely have an appetite to partner with her with it. Because I, honestly, I don't really want full executive ownership. I really don't. Uh, even though my counterpart says I do. I really don't think I do. But anyway. So this is the last thing I want to say about the cognitive functions. Um, because I cannot, I cannot contain it. Basically, I can't. And I think this is what I'm, I'm, I don't know why. I don't even, I'm, I'm going to try to articulate something out loud that I have not put words to. So it's an, it's an impression form. And I haven't talked about an impression for a while. So if you're new, I use impression as though you, um, you know, somebody was laying in a bed because they had a, a, a pillow, a head imprint in the pillow, the body is no longer laying in the bed, but you still see the imprint in the pillowcase. Um, and so then you know something was there. So I have an impression right now of a concept. I don't yet have a word for it. So I'm going to try to talk it through, trying to, I'm going to try to give birth to it. And it relates to the N-I-T-E as the top of my stack, like a partnership between my general and my aid, my dominant function and my auxiliary. So that's one team. And then there's another team between my N-I and my inferior, between N-I and S-E. And I'm thinking that those two partnerships, although they share the same function, partnership A, you know, where N-I is a part of partnership A, and then partnership B and I is part of that as well. There is a pull. I think there's a pull between S-E and T-E. And I I remember listening. Excuse me. I remember listening to the husband and wife team talking about loops. Like most people talk about looping between a dominant function and the tertiary. But somebody asked the question on this to the husband and wife team. Can a loop happen between the auxiliary and the inferior function? And I think they answered it. I think they said it can happen, but I don't remember how they answered that because it's not a common conversation that you hear in a type community. But I'm not talking about a loop between TE and SE. I'm actually talking about like some kind of competition between the two of those functions, if I'm thinking about it, how they're going to use the NI. So this is what's happening with the NI perceiving function. That's like, okay, you guys I had to put you on pause again because my nieces and their friends are going to a baseball game. My niece got her driver's license today. That's one of the reasons why I drove down because that's a big right, rites of passage. And I wanted to be a part of that. So, um, I did it for my first niece and went to the, to the motor vehicle and took pictures and people were looking at us like, Okay. Anyway, so anyway, um, so I just wanted to say goodbye to them. But um, so where I'm trying to go with this impression is that the NI. So one thing I remember learning about the relationship between the inferior function and the dominant function is they're really on the same axis. They're really connected. And 
Um, I don't think we talk enough about what that means. But for me, I'm coming to terms with when I say I can't help it, my NI is it like my NI goes down and picks up the NE. My NI doesn't turn off just because I get off work. It doesn't turn off. I think when I'm in a new environment, I guess I'm not saying anything new, but it just feels like it feels different. That SE experience is new and my NI, it's pushing new data to my dominant function and my dominant function is making meaning out of meaning out of it. It's no way to turn it off. So, um, so that's why it doesn't shut down because there's so much data coming in from the new, from the SE function. So much, um, I want to say new data. Um, I don't know what to say. So that's one thing. So that's with that, that pairing. But then when you take NITE, TE wants to do something with it. Okay, we're going to do this, this, and that. Sometimes, though, it's hard for the TE to get in action because the SE is so loud for the NI. For effort, the SE is so loud. So the TE is supposed to take action on what that NI is seeing. But really, so the T does, so, but the, I don't even know if I'm, I'm making any sense here. I don't know. I think TE is more output and SE is more input. And I guess that's the competition. What, what's, what's, what, how are, how are we going to move about in this um, external world? Are we going to be outputting? Or are we going to be pulling data from the outside world and shooting it up to the NI? I don't know if that makes sense because I'm, I'm, hold on, hold on a second. Okay, you guys are going to just have to let my dog bark in the background because she's, I, I want to finish this reflection. And she's, I don't know what she's engaging with. And that's a high pitched bark. So it's, it's something, she sees something. And usually when she barks at that high pitch, it's her way of saying, Notice me, see me, I'm here. It's a very kind of flirty, <laughs> it's kind of a flirty bar. But. So the reason why I'm not liking this idea of saying, okay, TE outputs and SE inputs. I guess that is what I'm saying. But SE is an experience, right? So we know NI is, we say NI is pulling it in. But wonder if the NI really isn't pulling it in. Wonder if NI is not pulling in data from the outer world the way we'll say. That's the SE capturing the data and then pushing it into the NI. And then the NI organizes it, makes meaning out of it, you know, establishes patterns, projects out into the future with it. But it's really the SE that's pulling that data from the the outside world. So I don't know. I don't know what you guys think about that, this idea. So anyway, I'm I'm asking you two things. What do you think about the idea that it's really the SE that's pulling it, pulling the data from the outer world and pushing it in and not necessarily the NI is pulling it in. Like they're both perceiving, but 
But SE pulls, because the SE is experiencing the sensory world through the senses. And then the NI does something with it. The NI is not pulling that sensory data. The SE is. And what then happens between the, what is my relationship with the outer world? Where I particularly, I really want to do something with it as a TE user, but I cannot deny the SE is like, yo, this is some new data. <laughs> so I don't know. I'd be really interested to see what you guys think. Let me know. I mean, yeah, I got a, I do have a couple of people who, like when I ask for some feedback, will give me that feedback. So if you're listening, I really hope you will contact me, you know, either Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, because, um, no, no one really has contacted me on Facebook yet, but excuse me, my website, Facebook, dang it, I said Facebook again, my website, YouTube, or Twitter, um, because I really would like to know what you think about the comp, the, the auxiliary and an inferior. Is that a really a competition? Um, and then, uh, what do you think about this idea of perceiving and pulling in really is through the SC and not the NI. So anyway, you guys, I want to give you just a little bit of trick. I can't dang it. I'm not going to be able to, I want to say something about the triggering, but I know I'm not going to be able to do it. Otherwise, and it'll be a, I don't want to do it. Um, I don't want to do it an injustice or disservice. So I will have to come back and do another episode on the triggering um, because there's some connections that I made with the, they were talking about in that episode, how those um, lower functions are triggered basically, or how we're trying, how we're triggered based on how those lower functions are ignored or mis. um, overlooked, um, mistreated. I don't know. And so I really wanted to connect the triggering to this cognitive function conversation, but I, I just have running out of time. So I'm sorry. I'll have to come back. And I only did three episodes for September. So I do have two to spare. I'm going to go find out what my dog is barking for. But if this reflection has had any value for you, please give it a heart. If the conversation about a couple of things happened here about, um, the NI, right? Really, this is about the, my dominant function. Um, but how we, how I talked about it as a general, how I talked about it as a behind the scenes function, how I talked about it as a, a as, um, an uncontained function, how I talked about it as on an axis with SE or in partnership with TE. But it really was an episode about the dominant function. It really was the NI dominant function, but I'd be curious if you have a different dominant function, how much of what I talked about in terms of my dominant function rings true to you. How does your, how do your, (laughs) how do your auxiliary functions and your inferior function fight for the service of to be in service of your dominant function. Um, how do you contain your dominant function? How do you turn it off? Um, so those are those are the ways I think it's, it translates. I don't want to give you your assignment yet. Um, but if this conversation about the dominant function and how it, it connects to the auxiliary and the inferior and how it doesn't turn off... Um, 
if you've had this conversation in the world, would you please take this link and share it with those participants? If my moving about in this reflection and my dog's barking has caused some randomness. Hold on a second. I'm so sorry. I just let her in the house. I think she was barking for my sister because my sister just came home. <laughs> so um, if my moving about in this reflection has caused some randomness in you, I'd love to hear it. Um, I've already said that. You can find me on my website at yournidom.wordpress.com on Twitter, yournidom1 and YouTube and Facebook, yournidom. Now let me give you your assignment. What is your Popeye effect? <laughs> That's going to be the assignment. What is your Popeye effect? And what do I mean? I think this is the show Popeye's cartoon. I don't think it was. Anyway, I know it as a cartoon, but I think there are other. I don't. I'm curious to talk about something. I don't know what I'm talking about, so let me shut up. But I think with the character Popeye, he would say, I am what I am. I think that's I think that's Popeye. I am what I am. I'm I'm a perceiver. And I am clear it is very clear to me I can't control it. I can't contain it. I can't help if those other functions are fighting for her attention. It's just I am what I am. So what is your I am what I am? What is your Popeye effect? What is the thing about you that you just really can't turn off? Now it might be suppressed, you it might be restricted, but it's there because when it is and this is the thing I haven't even. You see, this is why I really wanted to connect this to triggering because I really want to take how they were talking about triggering and juxtapose it with how I look at triggering as related to cognitive functions. Because they were situating triggering as a as a function, as a phenomenon of those lower functions. And I, I see that. It's not like I discredit that. But I also see a triggering that happens when those top functions are restricted as well. So we'll have to do another reflection on that. But what is your, what is your, I am what I am moment. I can't help it. It is what it is. I was born this way. You know, I could say Lady Gaga, right? I was just born this way. And there's nothing we can do about it in terms of your cognitive function. Now, if you want to talk about sexuality, that's fine. However you want to talk about it. But I'm particularly talking about your inner world. Um, what is it about your cognitive stack, your dominant function, how it shows up? It's just essentially you. And you guys know sometimes I can get into a bubble where I'm and I could clearly see this question showing up. Um, this question showing up on repeat because it's, it's or this theme is showing up on repeat because maybe that's just something I'm I'm working through. This 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 job is really this job is is serving as a mirror to me in a way that I haven't had. It's allowing for some self reflection self-awareness in a way I have not had so thank you guys for being here for that do your homework assignment it's not for me it's for you and um yeah it has been a pleasure hanging out with you can you tell my energy I feel like outside it just feels good I don't know how I feel I might come back tomorrow being like but it feels good so it has been a pleasure hanging out with you until I come back be well bye